You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Hi, B and C. I'm learning that traditional relationships, monogamous single partner relationships, are not going to work for me. Unfortunately, years of being raised in a society that pushes this type of relationship on us all keeps propping its head up when I try to explore new styles of relationships. Do you have any suggestions on ways I can unlearn and break down some of the expectations that come along with these learned traditional relationship behaviors? That is a mouthful, but basically, I oh, this is from Brittany. Brittany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a mouthful, but basically Brit is asking how she can move away from this traditional societal view of relationships and how she can navigate that in her own life. And so at dinner, right before we recorded this, I posed this question to Paul and Court to see what they would say just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And of course, Court didn't know what monogamous was or polyamorous, but when he explained it, he was like, and this just goes to show you how drilled in monogamous relationships are. I mean, he's 11 and he was already like, what? I don't know why anybody would want to be in a polyester relationship. That doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) So he doesn't understand polyester relationships. (laughs) But if you're cotton, you're good. Yeah, right. Oh, that's hilarious. And it doesn't just have to be polyamorous, right? Like, I think, you know, the point is that whatever you decide to do, if it's not like strictly you know, one person and one person promising their themselves together with no cheating and no outside contact with anybody else, then it like throws everybody for a loop, right? Right, right. It does. And I think it's just because, like she said in her question, like Britt said, we've just been raised in the society that just drills home the point that a relationship is man, woman, married forever, even though there's so many examples of how That's not true for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking even as you were talking, and I hadn't thought of this before, but like even in not so distant past, you know, people had multiple wives or, you know, it was Mm -hmm. acceptable for powerful men to have one main wife and then plenty of mistresses on the side. And, you know, I think all always there have been... um, ways to get around or skirt monogamy and it's just what it is is that we don't really talk about it you know that people find their ways around it but everybody just keeps it quiet yeah isn't that crazy how it's like I mean I used to think about this with the gay marriage argument all the time when people would talk about you know the sanctity of marriage and it's like bullshit people get married on tv to strangers right right now so (laughs) let's not pretend that we really care about this like sacred union (laughs) right right for most people um for most people that you are probably in the longevity of your relationship say you are together 30 40 50 60 years like I think there's some statistic out there that most people will step outside at least once. Um, We'll make a mistake, you you know, and I think that that makes sense. We're all human. We're all, you know, animals. We're all uh, attracted to others. But to Mm -hmm. Britt's point, you know, like, and I was sort of thinking of it more in how to set the expectations with those around you. But when you reread the question, I kind of heard it more like, how do you yourself 
stop being like jealous, for instance? How do you yourself stop wanting the person to act in a particular way? Or like, how do you accept the new normal that you're trying to create when it's so Mm -hmm. deeply ingrained in your body um, to, to want something different? Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's tough because um, that stuff is pretty deep rooted. Mm -hmm. But I think that at some point you have to really examine what is best for you, which is, it sounds like that's what Brit has done. I mean, she knows that monogamy it just doesn't work for her. It's just uh, difficult, I guess, in her life to just be wholeheartedly and fully in this life of polyamory. And it is a, it is a big leap, but you have to, I think that you have to live your life for you. I mean, you're going to look back when you're 50 or 60 or 70 and be like, damn, you know, I didn't live my life according to my own beliefs and my own standards for what I want for myself. I let other people around me or, you know, my ideas of what I should be hinder my life and, you know, make it something that I don't really want. So I think that that's something to really think about is that, it's really important to live your life for you. So I know that unlearning the things that we've been taught in the society is hard, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, in your heart and your soul, what's right for you. And if it's, if it's right for you and you're a hundred percent happy with it, it's going to be easier to go out into the world and not necessarily defend it, but be, you know, be in it and be proud to mm. be who you are. And, you know, not that you have to tell everyone that this is what you're doing, but just to be able to go day by day and just be happy with who you are, you know? Yeah, or at least to communicate it to your partners that you might encounter, you know? So if right. you are dating someone and it starts to get serious or you are really feeling them to be able to say, you know, actually, this is the type of relationship that I think would be ideal for me. And then, of course, you're going to have to compromise somewhere in the middle of what's ideal for them and what's ideal for you. Everybody mm-hmm. does that part. But I do think that's an interesting question about like, like, can you, even if you have an idea about what is the ideal relationship type for you, but it's so against what you've been taught, like, is it difficult to even pin down and decide what is right for you? You know, like maybe it is right, but it feels wrong for some reason, or, or maybe like it feels wrong because it's not right. Like, I don't really know how, if you're going to go outside of the traditional model, like besides what we always say of like listening to your body, listening to your gut, listening to your heart and doing the things that bring you joy and that make you really feel that sense of security and feel that sense of happiness, like just gearing yourself toward feelings of joy and happiness, I think is, is probably it. But her point about like the cultural zap we all have on our head is that how do you know if you're really being affected by that or not? Yeah, I think that I think that a few practical things would be to find people that are like-minded that you can talk openly about this with. Um, because I know that when you have kind of a secret, or even if you don't think of it as a secret, if you have something about yourself that you haven't shared with anyone, um, 
And especially if it's going against the grain of society, you can kind of feel like everyone's against you mm. because everyone else is living this certain way and you're not. And Well, you assume they are, right? You don't actually Right, know. exactly, right. Because you really don't know. And I think another, well, so the first practical thing would be to find people that you can talk to, that you can open up with and that you can feel comfortable, you know, telling your feelings to so you don't feel so alone. Mm. But then I think- And they might have ideas too about how to- to change up what you're doing to make yourself more comfortable. Like if they're a little bit older then they've right. tried more things, they might have ideas about how to make it work. Right. And then I think you have to be choosy about who you, who you share your, you know, your intimate life details with. Like perhaps maybe your mom or dad or cousins or aunt might not approve of a polyamorous relationship. So maybe they just see the main person that you're with or something and they have no idea about what you guys do or who else you're involved with. Or maybe mm -hmm. they don't have to meet anyone or maybe they, they meet a series of people and you just never give a name to it. But um, everyone doesn't need to know like the the details, especially if you know that people are not gonna be open to it, mm -hmm. and it's not really necessary that they know. Then they don't have to know. You know, it's your life. So. Yeah, and that's that's really a tip about like compartmentalizing, right? So like, and yeah. that could work in the relationships too. Like maybe if it's not working for you to have like what appears to be a monogamous relationship 80% of the time, but then you practice some non-monogamy, but you find that that 20% is a lot of times bleeding in or fucking up the 80% that you have, then maybe the practice of like compartmentalizing the relationship a little bit more or making it a little bit separate or giving yourself that 20% autonomy and always having it in the relationship so that it's not like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're starting with 100% of the time because you're into each other and then you're introducing this 20% where you're peeling off. Like right. maybe it's about really being strict to say, I only really want to be with you eight out of every 10 days or six out of every 10 days and I'm going to be disciplined on those other four days of establishing this really separate identity, this separate autonomy yeah. so that when it comes to pass that we are going to practice non-monogamy, we're already in the practice of having our life together and our life apart, you know, or yeah. the, the us that we give to our friends and family or, you know, our conservative families, and then the us that we are in our own personal lives in the space we give each other. And just really like having those separate people defined so that you can switch sort of seamlessly in and out. I mean, I don't know how well that would work, but some you could try. Yeah. Well, what I do know is that we've been, I think this, is this the second question we've had about... Mm -hmm. So this is the second question we've had about this. So obviously it's more in the, I don't know, cultural zeitgeist, if you will, the cultural conversation that more and more people are straying away from this monogamous, like only monogamous relationships are the only ones that can work and the only relationships that are right or healthy or whatever. So obviously this is a conversation. So I think that you're, I'm going to assume that you're a part of our generation Mm -hmm. I would think so, so. So I'm not. So I'm gonna assume that you're younger. So you'll probably have more and more opportunities, more opportunities than you would have had 20 years ago to meet people that are thinking like you or that are more open about it. And you probably will have a lot easier time finding like-minded people or you know people to date and understand what it is, where it is you're coming from or what it is you want than you would have you know 
10, 20 years ago. So yeah. it's definitely in the cultural conversation right now. And you can also become a champion for this too. You know, like if you want to be, something else that occurred to me is like that exactly what we said. Like a lot of people are probably practicing non-monogamy in very many different ways. And they're just mm -hmm. not putting that on front street because it's not really comfortable for other people or they don't really want to talk about it. But if you do want to talk about this and you do want to make it something that it is more, um, you know, in people's faces that is more acceptable. I think the other thing you can do is really be, you could really be honest with your friends and family about the type of relationships you have. And I think if you are always stressing how comfortable you are with it, how happy you are to be doing it and how good it makes you feel that eventually people will come around to understanding it. I think like what you're battling, mm -hmm. unfortunately, is a preconceived notion from a lot of your peers and family members that like you're doing this to be destructive to yourself or you're doing this because you have a wild streak or you don't, right. you know, you don't feel confident enough to like hold down a long-term relationship. And so when you're battling those preconceived notions, I think you have to do a lot of work um, to just be very positive about the relationships you have and to always be saying like, yes, this is something I want. Yes, this is something I still want. And yes, this is something that makes me really happy. And that's annoying mm -hmm. to have to do that. But if you do that, I think you also will uh, solidify your own feelings about, you know, whether or not you feel comfortable doing this. If that feels like a lie every time you say it, then maybe you aren't cut out for non-monogamy. Right, and I, I think that that's a great point because the more confident you are with your choice, the more confident the people around you are. That's like, if you have a cousin that's like, hey, I'm about to become the, you know, the next best rapper or whatever, and I've been going to all these open mics and they're like super confident and super excited, you're like, oh shit, maybe you are. Right. But, but if you're, if you know, if you have another cousin who's like, I don't know, you know, I think I've, you know, I've started kind of rapping lately, then you're like, oh, this motherfucker, he's, <laughs> he's to get a real job. You know what I mean? So it's all about, totally. <laughs> it's all about yeah. the confidence that you bring to the conversation because if you're really confident about it, people are going to be more likely to be on board because as soon as they see a chink in your armor, especially people who are against, you know, uh, polyamorous relationships, as soon as they see you looking doubtful or unsure, they're going to find that way to try to wiggle in like, oh, are you sure about this? Right. You don't seem so sure. Or are you sure this is working for you? Whereas if you're like 100% like, yeah, you know, this is great. And even if, you know, something didn't work out and just be like, yeah, it didn't work out. But, you know, on to the next, like anyone else, like whatever. Right. Um, people will start to be like, okay, well, I guess, I guess she's good. So if you like it, I love it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that ultimately, like as an ending point to this discussion, like our goal on kicking the panties is for you to be happy. Your goal for your own life is to find happiness. And if you're in the right group of people, the goal of your friends and family for you is to find happiness. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, despite all of the challenges that may arise around this issue, I do think that like really gearing yourself toward feeling those emotions of of happiness and contentness and security and then building your life around the the times that you really feel that way the people that really make you feel that way will put you on the right path you know and it's it is a little tricky because i do think you have to give to get and so you know sometimes maybe I just thought of this as I finished and it was so succinct. And then I'm like, except this one thing where <laughs> if you really do want freedom to step outside and you do have a little bit of a jealous streak, like obviously you can't get freedom to step outside and then have 
your your partner not right. have the same <laughs> freedom, you know? Um, yeah. You know, so you may have to deal with that and wrestle with it and decide if, if it's a price to pay that's worth it to you to be able to get your own freedom. Or maybe there is a way to line up with someone that has like the exact opposite kink. Like maybe, like, of course there's, you know, there's always a cuckold situation where like you, yeah. you step out and your partner likes for you to step out. Like maybe that's, you know, that's the one. I don't know. Yeah. It's a complicated question and we only have so much time. <laughs> is yeah, that a cop out? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think we gave some good things, you know, be true to yourself, know what you want, be confident with your friends and family that might not be the most confident for you and to uh, share it with like-minded people. We yeah, that was Britain's the best. Good. Let your freak flag fly with the local freak flaggers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Britt, for writing in. Anybody else, if you have a question, please, please do send it. You can DM us on Instagram, um, at Kickin' the Panties. You can click the Write to Us button on our website, www.kickinthepanties.com, or you can email us at kickinthepanties at gmail.com. And of course, we'll be back with you next week um, with a full-length episode about how to go from casual dating to exclusive dating to quote-unquote real dating and how you sort of make that process um, seamless. And I guess that's really your territory, Carol. Yeah, that's a good one because I think everybody always struggles with that. That yeah. uh, that little in-between, that limbo phase of a relationship where you don't know what's going on quite, quite True. yet. True. And actually, I think, Britt, maybe we'll circle back to your question in the middle of that episode because it makes me think of that. Like when you're casual, not so necessary to roll out all the boundaries around everything you expect in a relationship. As right. you get to the next stage, you kind of do have to start saying, well, this is what I'd like. This is ideal. And then when you're going to solidify it, you both have to agree about where you where you ended up on those issues. So, yep. Stepping you know, stones. For sure. Okay. Well, thanks so much for talking with me. Um, I'll see you next week. And for this week, this has been Carol and Becca saying, there is something more and you are not out of time. Kicking the panties. To get you a polyester relationship, girl.